this morning we uh, appreciate the great crowd we have and all the kids that are up here just a, a blessing we heard several comments about how many we had this morning and we're uh, thankful everybody made an effort to get them here and uh, you know we uh, we get wrapped up in the world and I know uh, we uh, run kids everywhere uh, sports and school and just everything but there's no no better place we can bring them than a the house of the Lord and uh, you know I still got memories of uh, being in Sunday school class over at the Albert Street building in the basement over there, uh, and uh, these kids will remember this stuff. And uh, I'm just, I'm just excited that there we got this many here this morning, and we just look forward, forward to having a great day and uh, just purpose to do everything the Lord gives us this morning. I'm asked, uh, Brother Chris Roselle, will you uh, dismiss Sunday school?
We appreciate being in God's house this morning. <clears throat> and uh, I, was, I was coming to church this morning, and uh, I thought of a scripture. And uh, so after I got in here, I looked it up. And uh, but I, I want to read it, but I want to read the verse right before it. That's, that's the one that uh, really stuck with me. <clears throat> and it kind of goes along with this lesson a little bit this morning. This is in the real familiar scripture. It's in, in the 34th chapter of the book of Psalms. The seventh verse, or the, the sixth verse. And this, this fits us all if we've been saved. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And that, that fits every one of us if we've been saved. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. And God's, God's got us in his hand. And uh, Jesus told the disciples he ain't lost none. And uh, so he's, he's got us in his hand. And can you remember? I know you do. Can you remember when, when you cried and God heard you the first time? <laughs> Best day of my life. Uh, our lesson this morning is in the 107th Psalm, starting at the first verse. And uh, kind of goes along with all the lessons that we've had in Psalms on this first verse. Said, "Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good; for His mercy endureth forever." And uh, we've got uh, Terry and Joe and them used to sing a song. Uh, we've got something to praise God for. And uh, if you've been saved by the grace of God, if if, if you just like Lazarus laying at the rich man's gate begging, still you had Jesus down in your soul, you got something to praise God for. And I'm sure uh, Lazarus probably suffered. Maybe he was hungry. I don't know. He was begging for food. And he might have been hungry and he, he, he might have been sick and had sores all over him and all kinds of stuff. Like... Uh, Job did. But when when the angels come and got him, carry him to Abraham's bosom, I'm sure he went home shouting. And uh, so we got we got something to praise God for. And uh, it besides besides and, and I can speak for me and probably everybody else here too, I don't really know for sure, but I know about me. God's blessed me every way I've turned in my life. Now, I ain't, I ain't rich. Never will be. And long as long as long as I got something to live on, I'm fine. But God's blessed me every way I've turned. I can't complain. If I complained to God about anything, I'd be in the wrong. Because he's been good to me. But the best thing he ever done is when he saved me. And probably the next best thing he ever done was to let me be a member of this church. Because this, well, this church has been my mother. Still is. She took care of me when I've needed help. And there's been somebody to help me. Jesus is always there, but the church is always there also. And uh, there, God, there's no greater love in, in the world, I'm talking about in the world, than a mother's love. And Jerusalem, which is from above, didn't say it's in, it is above. Jerusalem, which is above, 
is the mother of us all. But he, saw, he said, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. It's, New Jerusalem's already here. Right down in here. And uh, people are looking for a, a natural city. That's the big problem with people reading the Bible and, and just reading it in this mind here and don't have any spirit to interpret it with or to teach them what it's talking about, they get it all from a natural standpoint. They're looking, they're looking for everything to happen naturally, and it's not going not gonna to happen that way. The new Jerusalem's already here, and when Jesus comes, He's going to deliver up the kingdom to God, and that'll be the end of this world. It, it'll disappear. Anyway, that's not the lesson. I, I'm getting way off, but thank the Lord for, for all his benefits. David said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits unto me? He said, now I'll take the cup of salvation. In other words, he said, I'll take what God give me, and I'll pay my vows now in the presence of all his people. And the only way I can pay my vows is if I take the cup of salvation, use what God give me, or let it use me. That'd be a better way to say it. If if we can humble our heart and let God's Spirit move in us, we can pay our vows. And that's the only way we can. So praise the Lord. Thanks be unto God for His goodness and His mercy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And who are the redeemed? Every everyone that's ever been saved is the redeemed of the Lord. And and God wants us to say so. Let it show up on you. We we can't all do real good at talking to people. I never was very good at at individually talking to people. I I can a little bit, but I ain't good at it. But I can if, if I will, I can live my life to where my life will be a testimony. And I've told this hundreds of times, I guess, but I was working with a guy at Superior Coach one time, and I won't go through that whole story. Everybody probably got it memorized. But uh, he broke a drill, and he come out with an oath, and, and uh, he turned around to change his drill, and he turned back around and said, Don't you never cuss. I said, no. He said, are you a Christian? I said, I try to be. He said, well, why didn't you tell me I wouldn't have been talking like that? And uh, so he, he noticed my conversation. If we, if we watch how we live, people will notice it. And, and it just takes one little slip up and... Uh, uh, people notice that too, and they won't forget it. So we need to we need to be very careful. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And uh, over in the book of Peter, and I want to read that to get it right. First Peter three fifteen, he said, "But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you." A reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready always. The only way, the only way I can tell somebody about the day I got saved and tell it right is for it to come from down in here. I got I got the memories up here. Now I, I could lose these. I could lose these memories from up here. I hope it don't never happen, but I could. I'll never lose what's down here. Whether, whether I can get it out of here or not, it'll be down here. And when Jesus comes after me, I'll go home and shouting whether, whether this man can remember anything or not. God's, God's got this seal till the day of redemption. It's His. And there's nothing bad going to happen down in here. 
Satan can't find it. He, and if we, if we can get our hearts where they ought to be and let God's Spirit move, then the redeemed of the Lord can say so. And that's the only way we can is when God's Spirit moves. But, but in the meantime, if I, can, if I don't have a testimony today, maybe tomorrow I will, or maybe the next day. But each day as I live, I ought to live my life to where my testimony will, will sound like it's the truth when I tell it. When I get up here and say getting saved is the best thing ever happened to me, it ought to carry some weight. My life ought to back that up. And the first thing, the first, the first part, of, uh, the first part of my testimony being backed up. If I say it's the best thing ever happened to me, then if I'm not sick or something, there's church going on here. My place is here. I know these things that keeps us from it, but my place is here. And we got to prove. Prove to our people that what we got's the very best. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We were bound up on our way to hell. Do you remember how you felt right before you got saved? Just like yesterday. I was guilty. God told me I was on my way to hell, and I was scared to death. Do you remember how, how what a great big change took place? Like daylight and dark. I know everybody remembers that, but it's a difference. I come to I, I come to the altar that morning, but. Before I stepped out of the aisle back there coming to the altar, I felt awful. When I went out the door that morning, everything was bright. Life was bright. Everything was different. And my life's been different ever since. I've not always lived perfect, ain't always lived right, but God's always been right there. When I was wrong, he told me I was wrong. When I was right, he blessed me, let me know I was right. So the redeemed of the Lord ought to say so. Let the world know that there ain't nothing like what you got down in your soul. And hopefully, the, the reason we come to church is, is to let the redeemed of the Lord say so, so that our people will want what we got. Anybody got a comment? And gathered them out of the land, the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in, in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Had no continuing city. Wandered in the wilderness. And there's a scripture in Deuteronomy. And this this is one of my one of my favorites, I guess. I got a lot of them though. In the thirty thirty second chapter of Deuteronomy, I'm going to start at the ninth verse. It said, "For the Lord's portion is His people. Jacob is the lot of His inheritance. That's us." He's talking about the church. He found him in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. And he went on down and said he fed him with, with milk and honey and honey out of the rock. And uh, God, God takes care of his people. Everyone that he's ever saved, he's, he's got them, I said before, he's got them in his hand and they'll stay there. Satan can't even. The day, the day I got saved, Satan was bound up and cast out of here. And 
My soul was sealed by the Holy Spirit, a promise till the day of redemption, and Satan can't even find it. And uh, so, secure. So he get, he gathered he gathered his church, and is still gathering his church from all over the world. Anywhere that people will come to him with a repentant heart, believing they can be saved. Don't matter where they come from. And he'll bring them in, and we got no no continuing city down here. Things change down here. And uh, Abraham, I, you read over in, in Hebrews, uh, said he declared plainly that he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. And he would, uh, he lived in a, he was, at the time he said that, he was living in the promised land. And that wasn't the place that he was looking for. The place he was looking for is the same one we're looking for over on the other side. By faith. By faith, when God called Abraham to come out of his country, he got up and went. When God called me to come out of my country, I got up and went. Every one of us left the country that we was in and come to God's country. Saved by the grace of God, sealed by the spirit of promise, got an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. We're already re already got that inheritance, it's ours. We're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. So that means everything that he owns, I own. And, and I enjoy some of that down here. When we get to heaven, it'll be all the time. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. Distresses. And uh, God's, every one of us could tell our experience this morning, and, and they'd all be pretty much the same, maybe different different things happen, but down, what happened down in here would be the same. God called us, told us we was lost, and we come to him and, and repented, and he saved us. And we, I, I'm sure everybody here would say it's the best thing that ever happened to them. And living with Jesus is the best life there is. If you have a problem and you got and your heart's where it ought to be, and sometimes sometimes we struggle a little, but if our hearts is where they ought to be and and we have a problem, he said, I, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. You can you can go to Jesus any time of the day or night, and He's there. Guaranteed. If we, we ask Him, He said, ask and you'll receive. Now, James said, we ask amiss sometimes, that we might consume it on our own lust. Them, them kind of prayers comes out of here. You're not going to pray something out of here that's not in the will of God. That's a different, whole different lesson. But, they, but our hearts fainted. 
Paul said, I was alive without the law. The commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And that's what happened to me when God preached the gospel to me. Brought the law down in here. Sin revived. There had to be sin there for it to revive. Sin revived and I died. So I was dead in trespassing sin. On my way to hell, judgment was passed on me right there. When, he, when the gospel come to me, God pa passed his judgment on me, said, you're guilty. Now, he hadn't passed sentence yet. The sentence was already there, but, but he hadn't passed it on me. He, he just told me I was dead. But he told me, he told me what was going to happen if I didn't come to him and get it, get a pardon. I guess that'd be my words. Come to him and get saved. I was going to hell. But I come to him and it changed my whole life. All that fear that I had down in here, he took away. He put his love down in here and the Bible said, Perfect love casteth out all fear. I have never, now I've been scared a few times in my life, different things, but I have never been afraid of going to hell again. And never will be. I have, I have the utmost confidence in the God that I serve. I'm just like Apostle Paul said, uh, uh, that he's able to keep that that I committed into his trust against that day. I know, and I, I like what Terry says, I know that I know that I know. Absolutely. When, since the day God saved me, that's been a, that's been a fact in my life. I'm going, I'm going where God's at. Going where the blessings come from. And uh, anybody got a comment? So they cried unto the Lord and he delivered them. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. And he's, he's, if we'll let him, he leads us in the right way. If we lean on Him, we'll be successful. Now, we ain't, we ain't all preachers. We can't all sing. I, I, ain't, I have a hard time doing anything about it and, and doing it a, a de halfway decent job. But God blesses me for my little bit. And uh, so he'll lead us. God only expects out of me what I'm able to do. Now, I'll, I'll say this. He expects, he expects me to be ready when he wants me to do something. And he's given me all the tools that I need to be ready for that. So he let them forth, and he'll lead us if we'll let him. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, that men... And how many, how many people do we know that say they've been saved, that never come to church? You never hear anything out of them as far as any testimony. And that's, that's I can understand people failing, I can understand People being tempted and drawn away, some. But I can't, I, to, for the life of me, I can't understand people going away and staying away. I couldn't handle it. 
maybe maybe I'm a little weaker in the in here than they are. I don't know. But I got away from the Lord one time, and it wasn't very long. But he, it was eating me up. I couldn't handle it. I knew I was in trouble. And, uh, but if, if, just imagine. I've tried to imagine this, and it's kind of hard. Just imagine how big a church we would have if all of our members decided to come back to church. You can't, we probably couldn't get half of them in the building. So, oh, that men would praise the Lord. And then, a lot of times, too, if, if we're not careful, we'll come to, we, that, we that are here will come to church and still don't praise the Lord like we ought to. We got to come in order to praise God the way He wants praise. We got to come to church in the name of the Lord. Now, I'll throw this in for what it's worth. There's times that we'll be low and we'll have to kind of make ourselves get up and go. But we ought to, we ought to get up. Don't matter how how bad things are, if we're healthy, we, we ought to get up and go to church whether we feel like it or not, whether we want to or not. And I've come to church a lot of times in that shape. I had to push myself to get here. And then get when I got here, I got my heart right and God blessed me. And I en- ended up going home in a lot better shape than I come in. Which I do all the time anyway, but... Uh, God God will uh, give us something in every service if if we're able to receive it he'll give us something in every service that'll be a help to us and I say this all the time God's got a storehouse full and back in Malachi he was talking about tithes and offerings and he said bring them into the storehouse and Try me and see if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you'll not be able to receive. Now, tithes and offerings covers money. I understand that. But it covers everything else that we do for God too. The Bible told me to bring myself as an offering to God. Holy and acceptable which is my reasonable service. And if I, if I present my body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, then He's going to bless me. Amen. Now, I can, I can come and bring my money and do, go through all the right motions. If my heart ain't right, I'm not going to get a blessing. So he wants us. He wants us to ever whatever we do for God, do it with your whole heart.
and you can go back. Uh, you could say, well, he's talking about the children of Israel getting delivered, and that. If you read the commentary on this lesson, that's what the guy was write, writing about, them getting delivered, and they did. They got delivered from Egypt. They got delivered from Babylon. And uh, God delivered them, but every time, and if we're not careful, we'll fall into the same trap. Every time they got delivered, they'd do real good for a while. And then they'd forget where God brought them from. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll do the same thing. We get tied up in this right here. And forget about this down here. Off and on along. Until we get cold and indifferent. And, and uh, uh, we'll be in the same boat. Jeremiah, when you get cold... When you get low, kind of get away from God a little bit, read the book of Jeremiah. Now, you, you could say, well, he was writing to them people back there in Judah. And like I say every, every Sunday about it, this book and the book of Jeremiah is in here. This is a letter to me. Every bit of it. And what, what Jeremiah preached to them people back there, he preached to me. And if God if God has carried them into Babylon for their sins, he'll carry me into Babylon for my sins. He's no respecter of persons. He'll save everyone that'll come to him, and he'll bless everyone that'll that'll live right and do right. But now when, when I was a kid, uh, we, we have a little discipline in the church. I mean, we, I don't want to get into that a whole lot. Everybody knows all about that. We have a little discipline in the church. And it, just to remind people that they need to straighten their lives up a little. But if, Sometimes if people are not careful, they'll do like I done when I was a kid. Mom would get all over me, maybe spank me a little bit or something. And uh, that didn't bother me too bad. Because she didn't whip hard. And, uh, but now if, if, I, if, if I got to the place where Daddy got a hold of me, I was in trouble. And uh, and I didn't want that at all. And that's the way it is. If the church can do their discipline, and it don't hurt hardly as bad. It's not good, but it don't hurt hardly as bad. But if God gets a hold of you, and he, He'll shake you up and put you in your place. Just like He did Judah when they went down into Babylon. They went down there and stayed 70 years and probably there wasn't none of the people that, that was grown people when they went down there that come back. They probably died down there. So we need to, we need to be very careful. We could die in a strange country. And I'm not talking about Russia or China or somewhere like that. That could happen too, but I'm talking about being in a strange country down as far as our souls are concerned. We get where we can't feel the Lord and can't enjoy our salvation. And he satisfies the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Every good and every perfect gift come down from above from the Father of lights in whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Every good gift Come from God. And Jesus is the only perfect gift. And uh, got that gift right here. Uh, 
Again, they are menaced, diminished, is what it says in the, my Bible on the, down the middle column. It runs a reference to that, but it says diminished. And brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. And uh, God will, will bring everybody low. The Bible said the grace of God that bring us salvation hath appeared to all men. So God's going God's to gonna reach out to everybody. Let them know that they need Jesus. Let them know that they're lost. And give them their opportunity. And uh, so they'll be brought low. He poureth contempt upon princes and causeth them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. And every one of us, we, we read that a while ago about found Jacob in a waste wilderness, found every one of us in that same wilderness. We was ever one, after God told us we was lost, we was ever one in the wilderness wandering on our way to hell. Just waiting. Just waiting. Till, till the day we got saved or, or else the day we left here and our there's two different final destinations for the whole human family. If you get saved, you're going to heaven, and if you don't, you're going to hell. That's real simple, but it's a fact. Anybody got a comment? So they was in the wilderness where there is no way. You just run here and there and back and forth. And there is no way. Yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction and maketh him families like a flock. In, in Matthew, the fifth chapter of Matthew, uh, he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And in order, in order to be saved, in order to get the riches, you got to be poor. Amen. When God told me I was lost, I didn't have nothing. I was dead broke, if you want to say it that way. Poor. And I, I knew I was. I knew I was on my way to hell. But when I come to Jesus... Felt just like that song Linda and them sings. I feel like my pockets are full of diamonds and gold. God, God filled my cup up and run it over. And when my heart's right, when my heart gets right, He still does the same thing. And I, I don't, I don't. Everybody here probably understands this. You don't have to be in the church house to get your cup filled up. I remember one day, my mom was in the nursing home, and uh, she was in pretty bad shape at that time. And I w I'd been down there and trying to make her eat so she wouldn't eat. And uh, I'd go down and get her, I could get her to eat a little bit. But anyway, I was going home, and uh, one of the songs they sang in the choir, and I can't remember right now what it was, but I, I was humming that song through my mind. Might have been singing it out loud, I don't know. But God come through and he filled my cup up and run it over, and I forgot about my troubles for a little while. God will take care of us when, when we need him. He's never failed and never will. He's the best friend I've ever had. And I've, I've been saved since I was 15 years old. And, and I love my wife to death. I, I, tell her, I tell this regular, she's the best friend i got in this world besides Jesus. But Jesus is the best friend I've ever had or ever will have. When, when it comes time for me to die, all my wife can do for me is have them take me to the funeral home and have a funeral and so on and so forth. 
But when I, when I leave here, Jesus is going to take me over on the other side. Yeah. And I've got an eternal home over there that I'll never end. Best thing ever happened to me. I love the Lord because He heard my prayer and my supplication. He heard me when I called on Him and He He done the work that I needed done down in my soul. So what have I got to praise God for my whole life? Everything that I am or ever will be and for the hope I have over on the other side. And that ain't a hope that I say I'm hoping I'm going. That's a hope that I know I'm going. Anybody got anything? They set the poor on high. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. When somebody comes to the altar and gets up and says, gives their testimony that they've been saved by the grace of God, the whole church rejoices. There's nothing no better than that this side of heaven. The Bible said that the angels rejoice over one soul that, repenting, that repents more than 99 just persons that need no repentance. So there's rejoicing in heaven. We're connected. Part of the church, part of the church is already over there. But we're still, we still got a connection. I believe, this is my thoughts now, but I believe everything that we do in the spirit, that we, when we move in the kingdom, I believe heaven knows about it. And I'm not talking about just Jesus and God, I'm talking about the whole church. I believe they all know about it. I believe them 20 and 4 elders cast their crowns down at the feet of Jesus every time the church moves in the Spirit. That's just some of my thoughts, but God, God loves nothing better than to open the windows of heaven and, and the whole church be a shout. I believe, I believe God loves that more than we do. And he wants us to do that all the time. If, if we don't, it's our fault. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. If you understand, if you, if you get saved by the grace of God, you understand all His goodness, all His mercy. He's, I couldn't tell you, I, me and my wife talk so regular about how good the Lord's been to us. The kids get up here and sing, and they sing about how good the Lord is. And it sets the church on fire most of the time because it's a truth. It's an absolute fact. God, God's been good to me all the days of my life. And He's going to be even better when we, when we leave here and go home. But So what do we got to praise God for? Everything. But most of all for being saved by the grace of God. Jesus went to Calvary, and I'm out of time. Jesus went to Calvary so that we could have what we got. Greatest gift that was ever given. And he gave it to me in 1956, and it's still the best thing.